On this episode of the Advanced Foundations Podcast, hearing God will take you on an exciting journey of growing in fellowship with Him and walking in His ways as you respond to His voice. Welcome to Hear and Obey. This is session five. I repeat each time, I hope that you're enjoying this and I hope that you're going back through the material. Uh, I spent uh, the entire session four talking about the importance of hearing the Word of God. Um, we want to hear, we want to get things from God. We've got all kinds of questions. We're everybody I know, as I said in the very beginning when we started, I don't know of anybody that doesn't want to hear God's voice and doesn't, those that do hear want to hear better. Everybody wants to hear. Everybody is wanting to relate and communicate. But the best, safest way is, again, through His words. I really want to encourage you, become a student of the Word, and people will say, well, what do I do? Well, start with the Gospel of John. Uh, Read some of Paul's letters, uh, Galatians and Ephesians and Colossians, and and, uh, spend some time there. Spend time in the Psalms and Proverbs, and and as you get that word and begin to get a better feel for it, then you can spread out to some of the other areas. Now, in this session, I want to talk about what I believe are really just real practical keys to hearing God, and uh, we're going to start getting more practical as we go along. So, number one, I believe that God's voice is usually the still small voice that comes from within us. Uh, I don't I don't think we're we're going to have hearing God's voice from outside. It's that internal voice. Remember 1 Kings, where he talked about it was the still, small voice of the Lord. It wasn't the thunderings, the lightnings, the the earthquakes, and the fire. It was that still, small voice. Back to where I'm coming from is that God loves us, and He's called us into relationship with Him. Um, He wants us to press in. So we're not, we're not listening for booming, loud voice. We're listening for good communication. People don't yell and shout at each other. They just don't. Good communication, you don't have to speak loud. You speak softly. And, and actually, you can hear the other person, and you begin to know their voice. A lot of times, when God's voice comes to us, it comes through a thought. He never condemns. He never puts us under pressure. It's not unsettling, but usually a soft and loving voice of the Father. And sometimes it can seem like it's an outside voice, but most of the time it's a still, small inner voice. If you're hearing voices from outside um, because the Spirit of God lives in you, then either you need to get born again or you need some ministry because that's the enemy trying to distract you. When... When I talk about thoughts, I'm not talking about an analytical thinking through processing deal. That's the mind. I'm talking about that spontaneous just things just come alive. You just know. Just all of a sudden, you just it, you just know. Um, and that's why it's so important that we've got to make sure we, we watch our mind. Second uh, Corinthians talks about bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You cannot let Thoughts just wander through your head. The enemy tries to give us thoughts. He constantly wants to give us degrading, um, all kinds of negative thoughts. That's just what he does. He tries. He lies to us. He tries to get us to believe a lie. And so that's why you have to stop the traffic. A lot of times it's hard for us to hear God because there's so much activity going on in our mind. There's so much junk that's going on. Condemnation, guilt, shame, all these things that are just 
bombarding us, and a lot of it's from the enemy. That's why you've got to really be able to, to stop that, those thoughts. God's word, though, comes to us. It just sort of comes. All of a sudden, you're just aware of something. Uh, you, you just all of a sudden you just know something. It's like, wow, uh, that's amazing. It, it happens a lot of times that we're not aware of it. There's so many times that, that he's trying to speak to us. We're so busy, and we're so running around doing everything, we have a hard time slowing down and recognizing it with the Lord. Um, have you ever left the house, and, and you got just a little ways out, and you know, <clears throat> I left something. And that's not just in, intuitive stuff. I think it's the Spirit of God saying, you, you left something. We don't tune in enough. Later, you find out, how yeah, you know, that's exactly right. I left something. Uh, same thing with driving. Sometimes I've had that Im- impression. I'll say it that way. I didn't, quote, hear a voice, didn't hear a word. I had an impression that I was not to go a particular direction. And I went that direction, and later I found out why. It was, it was jammed up, and it, no, the traffic was terrible that way. Even as a parent, uh, and again, you've got to be careful because you can be fear-based, and then everything gets twisted. So that's why you've got to be careful with taking thoughts captive. You've got to stop the negative chatter. You've got to take thoughts into and bring them into obedience to the Word of God because God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So, but there are a lot of times that as a parent, you just know something, you know, and it's like your kids used to say, how do you know that? Uh, I think it comes with being a parent, but at the same time, it's the spirit of God. What God is wanting us to do is to learn how to be sensitive to his spirit. He is speaking a lot of times and the time, and to be really honest, we're just not listening. We're so distracted, so busy, but he usually, if the impressional, inspirational uh, revelation that God is wanting to give to us. Another thing is that God speaks in first person. He doesn't say, hey, you, uh, hey, buddy. No, he, he speaks to us. We're a son. He doesn't, there's no slang in this. He speaks to us. He loves us. He knows our name. He'll say, hey, Terry. Uh, and here's another thing. A lot of times um, when I hear, I'll say it from my perspective, when I'm hearing from God, I don't get a dissertation. You know, I, I don't get chapters of, of things to write down. That, that, that can be that way, but most of the time, there's just that real quick, spontaneous something. Terry, you know, I hear my voice. Son, boom, I hear something. Uh, we have a tendency, to be honest, we're wanting a lot of information. We're wanting to know how things are going to turn out. We, we really want to know what to do. Um, okay, a good relationship, again, is not just about facts. What'd you do? Where'd you go? Why do I go? Where do I need? A real, a, real communi- a real relationship has communication that goes beyond just information. And that's really what God wants, too. He doesn't necessarily want to just tell us things to come. or He can. Uh, we read that in John 16, as the Spirit will tell us things to come. But he wants more of a relationship than just infor- than an impartation of information. He loves us. He wants us to know him. Now, one of the areas, personally for me, that I really enjoy is praise and worship. Um, I love praising God and worshiping God, and I really love it in a corporate setting. Because I love the, the body of Christ coming together, worshiping God, and, 
and, and setting my gaze upon him. And why I like praise and worship is that I believe personally it's a vehicle that God has given to us to help us to, to get our minds off ourselves. So when I flip my mind to the worshiping of God, and I, there are a lot of times there are songs that we're singing, and all of a sudden there's a verse or there's a word or there's something that all of a sudden I just go, okay, that just seems to take me to higher levels. Um, and in that praise and worship, and again, getting my mind off myself, getting my mind off my circumstances, getting my mind off the things that could have happened, should have happened, might have happened, and getting my mind upon the King and the Lord God Almighty as I am worshiping Him, all of a sudden, there's a, I get a lot of things. I get a lot of things personally. I get a lot of things even for other people. But it's in that place that it's the, the hardest part, my point is, is that... <clears throat> Getting out of ourselves and getting focused on the Lord. It's so hard. It's so hard for us to <clears throat> not just be focused on ourselves. Hard to hear God when we're focused on ourselves. Uh, and so this is what God is wanting you to do. Is that, again, it's that subjective, that, that rhema word coming alive. It's that spoken word that causes us to, Woo, yes, Lord. You know, I got a greater revelation of your love. I got a greater revelation of your of your authority, of your power, of your majesty. And it helps me because it gives me a different perspective. And it gets me out of my little world, looking at my little problems, looking at my circumstances. And I recognize for all of us, we, we think they're the biggest, greatest, most important thing there is. But the reality is, is that he is. And so praise and worship to me is 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 huge. Many times, the Lord speaks through scriptures. Now, again, we've been talking about the Word of God. Uh, I get things through scriptures. A lot of times, I have been given a, I've been reading a passage, it comes alive, but also I've been given just all of a sudden an inspiration of, of like, I need to go to Psalms. I need to read out of Psalms. I need to go do this. I need to go do that. And um, I go, okay, I, I'll look at that. And Lord, and then I'll go, Wow. There's sort of a, he guides me and directs me. And so there's a lot of times that I will get a literal scriptural reference and I'll go there and it'll be something personally for me. Um, it, it's amazing. I would just, it'd be like all of a sudden I have this impression I need to go read Ruth, let's say for example. I don't normally read the book of Ruth, but all of a sudden I feel like that impression like, I'm supposed to read the book of Ruth. So I'll go to Ruth and start reading. And, and a lot of times there'll be something in there that was for me for this particular season of whatever I'm doing. So that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the Lord speaks through Scripture. Uh, years ago, and this is a number of years ago now, uh, I would, I'm a sound sleeper. And I, I sleep very soundly. And I would awaken in the middle of the night, not startled, not frightened, was just awakened. It's like, Lord, are you waking me? And I look at the digital clock I had beside the bed, and I and I go, okay, uh, and I go back to sleep. This went on for months. Um, while later we were in a, a a conference out in California, and one of the breakout rooms was on hearing God. So I went there. This guy was talking about hearing God. He said, you know, God wakes me up in the middle of the night with a digital clock and gives me scripture references. I went, ah. I never thought about that. I go, that's amazing. So for months, I would wake up middle of the night, and all of a sudden, it would be 314. 
okay, Lord. So it was, it was, <laughs> I won't say it was like a game, but it was like a training exercise. Okay, 314, three, what book? Well, then I'm going to have to, I've got to pray, Lord, what book? Oh, wait a minute. Could it be chapter 31, verse 4, instead of chapter 3, verse 14? So I, you know, I would get my Bible and I'd look up every passage. I'd look up, you know, Leviticus 3.14. Ooh, not that one. And I'd go over here to, I'd find another passage. I'd go to Psalm 31.4. Could that be it? You know, I would just go through there. And and what it caused me to do was to, I'm seeking the word through really by the spirit, but all of a sudden, nearly every time it seemed like it was something personal for me. Now that's happened, that happened a long time ago, and I would actually write in my Bible, right beside the scripture reference that on this date, this word was given to me. And I felt like it was a word from God. So this this is what I'm talking about, letting that scripture uh, come alive in me. It was really just a, a very special, precious time, and and that's something that that's just one way. It, it's happened a few times since then, uh, but there's no God's not limited. You realize He's not limited on His end, so He's trying to help us to grow and to learn how to hear Him. Now, the next thing here is practical. Sometimes God asks a question, and this is for me. I, it may not be for everybody else, but sometimes. Uh, I'll say it this way, when he asks a question, the answer comes with it. I don't have to go, he asked me a question, I go, I don't know, I'm not sure about that, but let me go study it, look it up. No, when he asks me a question, it just comes alive, I know the answer. Uh, one of those times was, I was struggling and reading and trying to, really trying to understand the Holy Spirit. And I'd gone through a, I knew I'd received the Spirit, I knew my life had been changed, but I was trying to to find it in Scripture, and I came to Acts 19, verses 1 through 7. I'm not going to read that here to you, but I'm just going to make reference to it. So Paul goes into Ephesus, he finds some disciples, and he asks them, he said, have you received the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, well, we've not even heard about the Holy Spirit. So Paul is obviously trying to find out where they are, and he said, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? That's what he asked them. The moment that, he, that I read that passage, the Spirit asked me that same question, and he gave me the answer. Now, I'm going to go ahead and talk about this and walk back through this. They said, well, we've never even heard of the Holy Spirit. And, and Paul said, then what baptism were you baptized into? They said, well, into John's. So, okay, I know where you are. John's was a baptism of repentance prophesying that there would be this Messiah who would be coming. So Paul says, hey, who he's talking about has come. His name is Jesus. And they received Jesus. They were water baptized, and he laid hands upon them. They received the Spirit, and it says that they spoke in tongues and prophesied altogether about 12. Well, back to what that original question. When I read that in the Scripture, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed the Spirit of God asked me that question, and gave me the answer. Now, again, uh, intellectually, I'm going, I can't receive the Spirit. I mean, I obviously have received the Spirit because I'm born again. The Spirit lives within me. But that wasn't the answer. And the answer was that, no, I've never really received you as Holy Spirit. 
I grew up in a church where we preached Jesus. I grew up with a good earthly father, and uh, I didn't have a problem with the, the fatherhood of God. But the Holy Spirit was, mm, I don't, you know, I, don't, I just not much discussion about it. I don't have much reference point. So his, the answer, the question came with the answer. The question is, did you receive the Holy Spirit? The answer was, no, not really. I've never really received you as spirit. That day, I said, Lord, I receive you as the Holy Spirit. It lives in me, guides me, directs me, and fills me. And I've never been the same since. So this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. I was praying one day on the the back porch, and and I was just going, Lord, I want to heal people the way you heal people. And um, immediately he said, do you? And that question came with it, unbelievable revelation. And um, I went, oh, wow. I mean, I realized that, wow, I'm not near mature enough to be able to do that. I'd love to be able to heal people. But the reality is it would destroy me. It would destroy my family. It would destroy probably the people that I was around because Jesus only did what he saw the Father do. He only said what he heard the Father say. And I, I don't know I can handle that kind of power and authority. I hope that someday we can, that we can actually heal people the way Jesus did. He told us to go pray for the sick. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about where everyone's healed, everyone's delivered. I mean, the, the stress that would have been and the performance, I don't think I could have handled that. So that's what I'm talking about. Sometimes he asks a question. He speaks through dreams and visions, and we're going to take a whole time of talking about dreams and visions. Remember Acts chapter 2, where it says, I'll pour up my spirit upon your sons and daughters, or prophesy, and the young men will have visions, old men will have dreams. So that's we will talk about that, because he does still do that. God's voice carries faith and assurance. Um in John 12, 27 through 30, he said some people thought his voice was thunder. And so it is powerful and mighty, but it's not necessarily loud. And most of the time, it's that still small voice, but it carries faith and assurance in his ability. Uh, one of the examples is my wife, Susan. We were getting ready to start the church, and she was, uh, we, we, we didn't know where we were headed other than the fact we were trying to be obedient to God. She was nervous. She didn't know, what, what am I going to do? How am I going to handle this? I've got young children, never done this before, don't know exactly what's going to happen. And it wasn't like she was uh, fearful, but at the same time, she was just like, wow, I don't know where this is. And she was driving to the grocery store, and God spoke to her and says, I'll do it through you. She wasn't asking that particular question, but she was that was on her mind. And the Lord just spoke to her. And it just did something in her that changed everything. And to this day, she'll tell you that that word has established her for her entire life. And God has done everything through her. So all the fears and worries about what this is going to look like and what I have to do and all this kind of stuff just sort of vanished. That doesn't mean there's never any problems again. But the point is, is that that's what God does. His word brings that faith and assurance. Next thing that he does, it brings peace. Um, you know, the devil cannot duplicate peace. See, we think of peace as the absence of problems, but it's not. Uh, Jesus is peace. In John 16, 33, says, in the world, you're going to have tribulation, but in me, you've got peace. So when peace comes, a lot of times it is a little unsettling that God speaks to us, but then peace, 
peace. It's not because the circumstance has changed. It's not because something is going the way you want it to go. So please don't hear me. It's something that's an internal peace because Jesus is our peace. The devil cannot give you peace. Now, I want to just continue on here in talking about uh, sometimes you get a yes or a no. Uh, and why this is so important is because we have a tendency, we're still wanting to get our, we want to know how things are going to turn out. And so God sometimes just wants us to obey. And so we we sometimes get a no. Uh, in one particular deal, is this is I, I was in the oil and gas business before we started the church. Worked very hard on this oil deal, and I we drilled wells, and we were getting ready to drill a number of wells back-to-back. And um, God changed my life. And so it's the first time I'd ever really said, Lord, do you want me to drill these oil wells? And I got a no. Well, to be really honest, I didn't want to know. I wanted a yes. So I kept praying, trying to get a yes instead of the no that I got. But I didn't get anything but a no. Nothing. Why? Nothing. I mean, nothing. So it's like, okay, now I've got a dilemma. I'm trying to hear the voice of the Lord. I want to do what's right. I've worked really hard to get to this place to drill these oil wells. And... Um, so I finally just said, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the best I can. I'm doing the best I can to hear your voice. So told my partners and everything, I don't think I'm supposed to drill these wells. It's a long story, and I don't have time in this to tell the all that happened. But, but the reality is, is that um, they wanted to know, well, why? why? And I said, well, you know, God changed my life. I shared that with them. So a few weeks later, they the, uh, the comptroller of the company called and said, well, we're not going to— uh, you know, drill the wells. Okay, since I'm the operator, then my name um, sounds good. Why not? And they said, well, we don't have the money. I thought, well, you are the money. I said, well, how are you going to get the money? We're going we're to drill these oil wells, and it's going to be a lot of money. And they said, well, we were going to wait until the wells are completed, and then we were going to the bank because we have the ability to borrow against these funds, and uh, we'd borrow against the runs, and we'd get the money. Well, Everything's in my name. So it was all in my name. Credit was in my name. I could sign for these for the bills, and they would send me a bill. Well, that was in the fall, and in the January of that next year, the banks all collapsed. The oil industry fell apart. So that was, obviously, I'd have been stuck with all of that. So I, I say, yes, Lord, a no is a very good answer. So just getting a yes or getting a no is sometimes all he wants is us to obey and to trust him in those circumstances. Uh, one time I was asking for wisdom, and I was going, Lord, I need wisdom. You know, the Scripture says that if you lack wisdom, ask for wisdom. So I'm asking for wisdom. And the Spirit spoke to me and said, you're not asking for wisdom. He, he didn't, I didn't hear voices. I just knew inside. It's like the Lord said, you're not asking for wisdom. You're, you just want to know how it's going to turn out. And I objected. No, Lord, I'm asking for wisdom. You said if we lack wisdom, ask for wisdom, you know, and and um, and then I reminded that in Proverbs it says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and understanding. And so, you know, I kept trying to object to the Lord, uh, the spirits, and saying, "I really, I really want to know, you know, really, you know, really want wisdom." And they finally had to admit, "Now you're right. I just really want to know how it's going to turn out. I'm not really asking for wisdom." And then the spirit spoke to me and he said, "You know, back to that verse." The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I go, well, and he said, what's that? 
and immediately just came alive. And I go, wow, if I really reverenced you, not afraid of you, but I really reverenced you, I would inquire of you about everything that I do. And it's like the Lord said, that's it. That's wisdom. I go, wow, that seems to be simple. And the Lord spoke to me and said, it's simple. It's not complicated. When God is speaking to us, it's not, he's not trying to cause us to have some kind of quantum physics to try to figure out something. No, he's very distinct, very clear. He loves us. Clear, it's not confusing. So God wants us to know him. He doesn't want to, he's not playing games. He's not playing hide and seek. He's not trying to say, you know, catch me if you can. No, he loves us. He wants us to, to know him. Remember, he leads. He's a good shepherd. Shepherd leads his sheep. Sheep follow. They hear his voice. I mean, God, God wants us to follow him. He's not out here yelling and screaming, you cannot drive sheep. Um, and what the predator does, and the enemy comes, he tries to always divide and plunder and, and divide and cause everybody to run off and be a mess. God doesn't do that. He leads us. He is a, he's good. He's a good shepherd. He is the good shepherd. So I share these things with you. I pray that you'll go back over them. I pray that you go back through here and look at these various things because these will help you uh, as you try, as you're on your journey to really hearing God. Let me pray for you. Father, we love you and bless you. And we thank you again for the opportunity to just to open the word and to share, share stories, share the things that you've done. I pray everyone that would hear this and everyone that go through this manual, I pray, Lord, that you would help us to have spiritual ears. And I pray, Lord, that, that through the word, through nature, through other people, through dreams and visions, through the a question, through a personal things, whatever, however you want to communicate, I pray, Lord, you'd help us to have spiritual ears. I ask you, Lord, to help us. You said, my sheep hear my voice, and they will not follow a stranger. So I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to tune in and fine-tune our hearing so we can hear you. Father, we love you. We bless you. We thank you so much for your amazing love for us. And I pray that, Lord, that all the people, every one of us that are watching, listening, and read this, so you'll help us, Lord, really, just really, really hear your voice. We love you, we bless you, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this timely message. Pastor Terry and Susan Moore had a life-changing encounter with the Lord in August of 1982. They opened their home to a Bible study, which turned into a church now located in Carrollton, Texas. They have never been the same and hope that you encounter Christ in a real way. For more, connect to jterrymore.org.